happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth save in Israel. But Captain, you're a Syrian. Surely you cannot forsake the gods of Syria. Have the gods of Syria, any of them, healed leprosy? I... I've never heard about it, if they have. Can the God of Israel cure leprosy? Has he? Um, you... Your leprosy is gone. But how did Elisha do it? Where did your leprosy go? I was healed by faith. A child's simple faith and my rather weak faith. Faith? Faith in what? Who? Faith that the God of Israel could and would cure me. Where did you, a Syrian and head of all the Syrian forces, learn so much about the Israelite God? From a little child, a little slave girl. By her sheer loyalty, sympathy, sincerity, her eagerness to please and do her duty, she told my wife all about the God of Israel, and so I also learned. She's such a sweet and honest child, I couldn't help but believe that she was telling the truth, so hope and faith were born within me. And here I am, cured of my leprosy. I don't suppose there are any lepers left in the whole of Israel. Ah, on the contrary, my little slave girl says that no Israelite leper has been cured in years. They worship the God of Israel and you don't. Yet you are cured and they aren't. Now, how can you explain that? Uh, there is only one answer. According to the girl, they lack faith. I had faith. Only a little, I'll admit, but I did have some faith. I now realize in a God who is not made of wood or stone, but a living God. From this moment on, I shall honor, worship, and speaking of honoring, let me don dry clothes and return to the abode of Elijah the prophet and honor him with the gifts of gold and silver and raiment we brought from Syria. Sorry, Captain, but I cannot accept your gift. But, Elisha, man of God, you have done me a great service, and I wish with all my heart to reward and honor you with these gifts. A true service of love is never done for pay. And besides, it was God who cured your leprosy, not I. I am nothing more than a servant of God, his representative in Israel. If I am faithful and obedient in all that he has entrusted to me, he shall reward me. An eternal reward. Now I am doubly sure that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. With thy permission, Elijah, true servant of the living God, I shall now return to my own land, rejoicing in the knowledge of a true and loving God. Farewell, Naaman. May God go with thee and bless thee and thy household. Farewell. Get it! Gehazi? Yes, Master. Remember this important lesson. Never take gifts or pay for deeds of love and kindness. Yes, Master. Never take gifts or pay, the Master said. <laughs> What's wrong with taking a little now and then? One has to have money to live. There must have been hundreds and hundreds of pieces of silver and gold in Naaman's sacks. Those rich garments, they're beautiful. I wonder how... Oh, I know. <laughs> Driver, 
Stop the chariot. Whoa! The servant of Elijah cometh running. A message from Elijah, no doubt. Greetings, servant of Elijah, prophet of God. Oh, greetings, Captain, sir. Is all well with Elijah, thy master? All is well, sir. Oh, I was worried for a moment. I, I come, Captain, sir. At my master's request, he commanded me to say unto thee, Behold, even now there be come unto me from Mount Ephraim two young and poor men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. So shall it be, even more so. Driver, see that two talents of silver are placed immediately in one sack and two changes of raiment in another. Thank you, Captain, sir. The master will be grateful. The gratefulness is mine. And, uh, driver, have two of the servants go with this man and carry the two sacks. Oh, thank you, Captain, sir. But I am well able to carry them. Oh, two talents of silver are pretty heavy. Thy wish be done, Captain, sir. Well, that's far enough, men. Oh. This is the outpost tower. Uh -huh. I'll, uh, I'll place the silver and garments in it until I get a cart to take them the rest of the way. Uh -huh. Thank you for your help. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Gehazi. Farewell. Farewell, Gehazi. Oh, oh. Uh, all this silver, these beautiful garments are mine. Mine. <laughs> Is there any service, Master, that I can render thee? I think not. Um, where have you been, Gehazi? Been, Master? Oh, uh, nowhere. Just here, uh, roundabout. The Lord hath revealed unto me, Gehazi, the greed and selfishness in thine heart. The silver and garments you got by falsehood shall be a curse unto thee. The leprosy that was Naaman's shall henceforth be thine, and shall cleave unto thee and thy seed forever. Leprosy? My skin... Le leprosy! Not only has thy act of dishonesty brought leprosy to thee, but it has also cast doubt in the mind of Captain Naaman. Yea, and in all of Syria, men will doubt. Hmm. It's just as I thought, Captain. Elijah is no different from anyone else. Neither is the God of Israel different from our gods. Elijah, our God, their God, everyone does things for money, personal glory and worldly gain. Oh, perhaps you're right. Right? But doesn't the fact that Elijah accepted pay and silver and raiment prove it? Even sent for them. I wonder. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
What's the matter with you? I'm so sleepy. Well, you look like you're about to doze off right here in the library. What time did you go to bed last night? I don't know, but it was really dark outside. <sighs> Sam! What? What? This is serious. You're not getting enough sleep. I agree. So if you'll excuse me... No, not here in the library. You need to get more sleep at home. I can't go home. I'm in school. You need to get more sleep at home at night. How? I'm not sleepy at night. Only during the day. At school. In the library. What did you eat for supper last night? I'm sleepy, not hungry. When you eat a big meal in the evening, your stomach has to work hard to digest all the food. And that can keep you awake. And what did you do right before you went to bed? I watched television. Aha! Shh! Sorry. Sam, when you watch those action shows you like so much, your mind gets all excited and your body gets all tense. That can keep you from going to sleep, too. So what should I do? Eat a smaller meal in the evening and don't watch television for at least an hour before going to bed. You might want to drink a nice cup of herbal tea, too. Herbal tea? Do I look like someone who drinks herbal tea? All right, all right. A nice cup of warm water and honey, then. Something to calm you down. Okay. Light meal. No action shows. Water and... <sighs> Sam! Sam! You're embarrassing me! God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on Earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever been asked to be in a wedding? Maybe someone wanted you to be a junior bridesmaid or an usher. Maybe they wanted you to light the candles or spread flower petals. If you have, you know how crazy the wedding planning and rehearsals can be. That's what Maria finds out in this shoebox kids mystery. This time, Maria has a real problem. She's excited about being in her aunt's wedding, but everything is going wrong. Should she refuse to be a junior bridesmaid? Can you figure out what happened to Maria's missing dress before she does? Chapter 2. Don't Let Anyone See Maria hurried down the stairs so fast she almost knocked her sister down. Yo-Yo held up her hand. Maria! Maria didn't wait to listen. She ignored Yo-Yo and went on down the stairs. Mom was just finishing dusting when Dad came into the living room followed by Chris. Is there anything we can do to help? Mr. Vargas asked. You can vacuum, Mrs. Vargas suggested. And Chris can take out the garbage. After he cleans his room, she added. Aw, Mom, Chris moaned. 
Maria wanted to say something quickly to Mom, but if she did, Dad would wonder what the secret was. She tried to look busy and started straightening up the living room, even though she had already straightened it up while Dad and Chris and Yo-Yo were at the grocery store. So, Sunday is the big day, Dad said while unwrapping the cord from the vacuum cleaner to plug it in. Will Dad think of the dress, Maria wondered. How much do dads know about weddings? Will he ask if the dress has arrived yet? Maria watched her dad push the knob that unlatched the handle on the vacuum cleaner with his foot. She watched him switch the vacuum cleaner on and smiled as the living room filled with noise. Now she could talk to her mom. But as she opened her mouth to speak, Maria glanced up. Oh no, she thought. Yo-Yo was standing at the top of the stairs with a brown box in her hands. Maria recognized the box. It was the same box she had just hidden under her bed. Maria whipped around and ran toward the stairs, but then the vacuum quit. Before she knew what was happening, she lost her balance and started falling. Something jerked at her leg and then let go, and she hit the floor with a kerthump. She turned her head just in time to see her dad duck as an ugly black thing with brass-colored teeth sailed through the air above his head. It looked like a snake with a long, skinny body. Dad ducked, then looked at Maria. Are you okay? he asked. Maria felt her face turn red. Yes, I guess so, she said as she untangled her feet. Why were you running? Dad asked. You know it's not smart to run in the house. I know, Maria said. She hung her head. I'm sorry. Dad helped her up. She noticed Yo-Yo was sitting on the top step looking at her, and Chris was standing behind Yo-Yo. Now what was so important? Dad asked. Maria closed her eyes. Now everyone will know about the dress. I wish I could hide. She took a deep breath and opened her eyes. The dress I'm supposed to wear at Angelina's wedding came today. It did? Dad looked surprised. Why didn't you tell us? Maria looked at her mom. She looked up at Yo-Yo and Chris. Then she sighed. Because I didn't want you to see it. It's, it's not long enough. I won't look like the other bridesmaids in their long flowing dresses. I'll look like I don't even belong at the wedding. Dad sat down in his chair. He rubbed his chin thoughtfully before looking over at Mom. There's nothing we can do, he asked. I'm afraid not, Mom answered. The wedding is on Sunday, and that isn't enough time to send for another dress. There must have been a mix-up when we ordered all the dresses. Dad looked back at Maria. What were you going to do? Why keep it a secret? Maria shrugged. I guess I don't know what I was going to do. I thought I would come up with a plan later. The dress is very pretty, Maria heard her mom say. I doubt anyone will notice anything wrong. I was a bridesmaid once when I was in college. It was a very big wedding. We all got the same material and the same pattern so we could make our own dresses. The material was very shiny on one side and dull on the other. Everyone but me knew which was the outside. My mom and I made my dress so the shiny side was on the outside. When I got to the wedding, I saw that I was the only one whose dress was shiny. Didn't you feel funny being up front and being different, Maria asked. Yes, I felt very funny. I almost decided not to be a bridesmaid at the wedding, but I went ahead with it anyway. Nobody seemed to care, and it was a beautiful wedding. Many people thought my dress was the most beautiful. Probably because you are beautiful, Maria said. Mrs. Vargas beamed happily. Why, thank you, Maria. Maria watched Dad take her mother's hand. I agree with that, he said. That seemed to make her mother even happier. But Maria wasn't. Maybe if I get sick, she thought, I won't have to be a junior bridesmaid at the wedding. But she knew that wouldn't work either. More than anything, I want to go to the wedding. I just have to find a way to get around wearing that dress. What am I going to do? When Maria went to her room, Yo-Yo was already there sitting on the bed with a box in her lap. She didn't look up, and Maria didn't say anything to her. 
She ignored Yo-Yo as she picked up her clothes and dusted the shelves in her room. Why won't you talk to me? Yo-Yo finally asked. Maria stopped. She put her hands on her hips and stared at Yo-Yo. I don't want to talk to you because you were nosing around and found that dress. Then you got it out. Now everyone knows that it's not the same as the other bridesmaids' dresses and that I'm going to look silly standing up in front of everyone at the wedding. Maria stopped and took a deep breath. But I lost my bouncy ball, Yo-Yo said. Maria got a painful look on her face. What? I lost my bouncy ball. That's how I found your dress. I didn't mean to. I was just looking for my bouncy ball. Tears came to Yo-Yo's eyes. She looked up at Maria. I'm sorry. Oh, Yo-Yo, Maria said. She sat down on the bed and hugged her little sister. I'm sorry for getting mad at you. I know you didn't mean to spoil anything. The wedding is already spoiled anyway. Why is it spoiled? Yo-Yo asked. Because nothing is going right. I think a wedding should go perfectly. Why? Maria rolled her eyes toward the ceiling. How could she explain it to Yo-Yo? Well, if a wedding goes perfectly and the bride is beautiful and the groom is handsome, then the marriage will probably last forever. Yo-Yo looked confused. Then she got a big smile. Does that mean Mommy and Daddy were beautiful and their wedding was perfect? Maria shrugged. She hadn't ever actually thought about Mom and Dad having a wedding, too, although Mom had shown her pictures from their wedding. But Yo-Yo must be right. Yes, Yo-Yo, I guess Mom and Dad had a perfect wedding, Maria said. Maybe Angie shouldn't get married, Yo-Yo said. She stuck her legs out straight and studied why one sock was all the way up and the other sock was drooping down around her ankle. Why not, Maria asked. You said it was spoiled. Don't you remember? I guess I did say that. What are you doing, Yo-Yo? Looking at my socks. One is higher than the other. Pull the other one up, then, Maria suggested. But I don't want them up. I like the sock that's down, Yo-Yo said. Then put the other sock down, too, Maria said in exasperation. But then she looked at Yo-Yo's curls and her little nose that had a little turn up at the end of it and her chubby cheeks. I meant the wedding is spoiled for me, Yo-Yo, not Angie, she said more softly. Yo-Yo looked up at Maria. You're so smart, Maria, she said. I'm glad you're my sister. Suddenly, Maria got an idea. I know, Yo-Yo. Why don't we say some vows between us, sort of like people do when they get married? This will be for sisters only, okay? Okay. What do we do? What are vows? Slow down, Yo-Yo. Maria put a finger to her lips. Shh. She went over and closed their bedroom door. Yo-Yo thought very hard. Why did you close the door? So Chris won't hear us. He'll just think it's weird because he's a boy. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 6, The Wedding Dress Disaster, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. 
So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.